Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crystal Core Radio Podcast. Brian and Chris here bringing you the live letter summary, diving more into details of 6.2, uh, the dates, releases, content, and so much more. If you're tuning us, join, tuning us, if you're tuning us live uh, over here on Twitch and over on Final Fantasy, our Ginger XIV, uh, we're going to be hanging out, summarizing this live letter for you. Also, uh, we'll discuss uh, the different topics and more as well. Uh, Chris? What's up, dude? <laughs> so, first of all, thank you to the Final Fantasy XIV Reddit community. Um, thank God uh, you see Muna and Luna's name here, but thank God for the team that live translates this for us, gives us that unofficial translation for the huge chunk of the world that uh, does play fourteen but does not speak Japanese. And then also thank you to everybody for we have just hit our August subscriber goal over on Twitch, so we will have some bonus streams at the end of this month. Um, I have some events next week, and Brian has an event today. Anyway, so we have lots of events, but uh, that will trigger an additional one. And uh, Farmer Girl, Book Boy, and Chaos Rider did an enormous amount of gifting uh, that pushed that to the last little bit. Um, but thank you to each and every one of you that hang out with us every month. And then those of you that are able and willing to make a monetary portion of that, um, it makes a huge difference in both of our lives. Absolutely. So, so we got a lot to talk about. about. Um, I'm going to say thanks for the likes. Also, if you guys enjoyed these podcasts, you can find them wherever podcasts are found. So we take these, uh, and we actually bring them into, uh, an audio format. So you guys want to listen to those. Uh, as well uh, check all the links but you can always search any uh any podcast platform uh crystal core radio and it should bring us up so uh, if you give us a rating uh that'd be great that's a great way of helping its discovery as well so on that note live letter kicks off with the trailer as expected uh we got some beautiful images and artwork uh that is just uh highlighting the first part the island sanctuary now we watched the the english version of this and so some of the lore ramifications uh, seem pretty exciting, but clearly we are going into the world of darkness uh, from the trailer. Uh, we, we already really kind of surmised that, but we're seeing some of the bosses. We're starting to see some of the raids and so much more. We see kind of a little tease of Hildebrand uh, kind of stuck in the moon uh, to some degree. What moon? Who knows? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the patch being buried memory and the release date being August 23rd, as predicted uh, for this patch. And then we're starting to speculate now on the half patch, which will include the like the Criterion Dungeons, somewhere maybe August eighteenth. I was August, uh, October eighteenth, or, or later. Yeah. So let's let's start with uh, how they open, uh, and because that was a very packed trailer, and we probably will also maybe do kind of a breakdown of the trailer individually in the specific video. But um, Chris, why don't you take over? So with that coming uh, August 23rd, keep in mind that this is talking about all of 6.2. So we've got half patch content that's like sometime, let's say late October, uh, two months after this. And, and that's all going to be in here as well. So we're looking at the half patch and the main patch content. The main patch content, of course, going to start us off with story. Now, Buried Memory, the interview did say, the interview this week did say Buried Memory is written reference to both the raid story and the main story. So there's a little double meaning there. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... As we look at buried memory, that's that's your big clue. These always look like really obvious clues in hindsight. Um, this will be new story, new MSQ, uh, but we will also get a new dungeon. We just get one dungeon per patch now. Uh, and then we will get a new trial. They told us nothing about the trial because it is tied to the main scenario. Uh, so it, that's all just main scenario content right there. In addition to that, we're getting the side content that Brian just clicked on with Tataru's Grand Endeavors mm -hmm. coming back for more. It was really quick the first time. So I'd love to see that do a little bit more. And then somehow further Hildebrand. Remember, 
Hildebrand is very long if you want to stop and savor it. It's very quick if you're story skipping it because it's mostly story, mostly cutscenes. Um, but it's a lot to get through from ARR to now if you want to take part in that because that is going to be tied to our our relic system this time around. Mm -hmm. And for the uh, Disciples of Gathering, uh, Disciples of Land, uh, the Omnicons are going to be making their appearance as a tribal quest. The uh, All the... Uh, quests that used to be formerly known as Beef's Tribe should be now uh, classified at least as tribal. And uh, the Omnicrons are going to be doing gathering. So it looks like we have the, uh, we're working on that bar. Uh, people, you know, who have completed the Endwalker story probably know where, what I'm referencing. And if you haven't, don't worry. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, so it's exciting to see them kind of return. They showed off that, that insane jellyfish mount. Uh, the space jellyfish which is just wild and crazy to see how that kind of is playing out. So uh, I, honestly, I think that's, that's going to be exciting. I haven't done the crafting mounts themselves and i just got coffee delivered to me so <laughs> we'll get to dive into a lot more of this in more detail as we go so we're just going to get this kind of summary portion out of the way this is mostly catch-up stuff um so the new dungeon is called the fell court of toria uh and the new trial and its extreme will be available on day one they haven't told us anything about that now it is time for the new raids mm -hmm. um and so the new raids is Pandemonium, Pandemonium Abyssos and Pandemonium Abyssos Savage. Savage, for the first time ever, not tied to an expansion, um, is going to have a delay uh, of one week. This is them trying that out. Uh, they didn't change anything about Tomes. They just right. tried this one thing. And then based on feedback, they'll decide what to do with future patches. Maybe they remove the delay. Maybe they, they delay the way Tomestones work or they change the way Tomestones work. Um, we'll have to see. But this is just for some original feedback. I hope people really enjoy this. We'll also be getting the Unreal Sephiroth there. So uh, for those of you that have not cleared Ult Ultima and want to try the Unreal system, it's it's very easy to get it. So go ahead and get a clear, get that under your belt, because Sephiroth's likely going to be a fair bit harder. Uh, as we go on to main scenario, we have been looking back. And so Brian here is showing a screenshot of the Steps of Faith mm -hmm. trial. Yeah. Uh, that is now going away as a trial and will be a solo quest battle there with the uh, the quest NPCs. And so you see some familiar faces. We are Mog, also... Mog, uh, the Mog uh, fight, the eight-man is getting uh, updated as well, but the extreme is actually staying the same. So they're going through and modifying the dungeons to support this more of the single-player ease of access uh, to the story. And Steps of Faith was highlighted also in the trailer, which confused me. Like, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, we're going back to step... Like, what? And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's... Okay, I got you. So the duty support system is expanding. It will go all the way through the uh, 3.0, kind of those those dungeons you get along the way. So Snowcloak, Keeper of the Lake, Psalm All, Aerie, and the Vault are all joining that four-man support. Keep in mind, that's only MSQ four-man. So anything larger than four-man, not yet supported. They're looking at that at 7.0. Anything not MSQ, so no Dusk Vigil and all that. When there was questions, uh, hey, how come Arm Veil didn't get launched in when they did the ARR stuff? Remember, we'll get the rest of Heaven's Word with 6.3, mm -hmm. and we'll move into Stormblood support for um, in 6.4, 6.5 timeframe. Yeah. And then everything Shadowbringers and later is is already supported. So that kind of handles that. Yeah, what's interesting in terms of the timing is that we know we're getting the variant and criterion dungeons, 6.25, but in 6.3, we're not seeing that system expand because I think obviously they're focusing on finishing up some of those past dungeons. And then in 6.4, we'll see more investment into the variant and criterion dungeon system as well. And they did promise PVP adjustments and uh, PVE adjustments in terms of the jobs. Uh, they didn't obviously go into much detail here, but they said they're going to start actually explaining their thought process in the patch notes and on the job guides uh, just to help kind of hopefully ease some of that 
that initial stress when people see that their job might be changing in some way. We do still know that Dragoon and Astrologian changes have been delayed until 7.0, meaning outside of like potency adjustments, there are any kind of rework or redesign um, is going to happen in the 7.0 expansion for those two jobs listed specifically. And we have a ridiculous amount of side content. Variant and Criterion are going to be the half patch, which means Island Sanctuary is coming now. Yeah. 6.2. So we're going to see a lot of Island Sanctuary details in this live letter. Uh, and we'll get into those because that is coming right away. We'll also see a lot of Variant and Criterion. Um, and keep in mind, though, those are the half patch. So that is at least two months after the 23rd. Um, we don't have a date on that yet. Like I said, I believe October 18th is the earliest Tuesday that I would predict it at. It could mm -hmm. easily be as late as maybe the first Tuesday in November is kind of the range that I would put on it now. Yeah. Um, and then we'll adjust that range and get more accurate as we get more information. Now, this uh, is... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, if you want to jump in. Yeah, so Adventure Plates. I don't know how much you engaged with the Adventure Plate system, Brian, a little but bit. I tried it out. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. a little it. cumbersome. Well, um, it was. And so they're reworking it. So it's going out of beta into release. And they stated in the last live letter that your uh, plates are going to be deleted. However, they have made a clear, uh, clarifying statement that says that if it is linked to your like adventure, you know, like your gear set, that you'll actually keep it. So if you guys have adventure plates, be sure to make sure that you've got those linked up so that way you don't end up losing it in the conversion so i think that makes a lot of sense i'm happy to see that uh, i know a lot of people put some serious work into it and i'm glad they're simplifying it because it what like i was finding myself going like oh i thought i had that and realizing that it was oh there was extra steps that i missed but it's the coolest like mo it, it, i think it adds a lot of personality to the content and to see that and then obviously they want to bring that into more of the the content like the dungeons and more that i think will actually just continue to add flavor um to the to the to the play so hopefully that'll expand to other systems remember it was originally designed to be an expansion on the pvp system so yeah. as it gets as it gets pve rewards that's like it makes sense that that's going to take them some time to get there we yeah. are moving into our next tombstone so for anybody that's new and this is their first expansion to be kind of on patch um we get uh, we, be, we make massive gear jumps on the even numbered patches, 0 0.0, 0 0.2, 0 0.4. And then the odd numbered patches tend to feel a little more like catch up to me. Mm -hmm. That's when your alliance rate is 0 0.1, 0 0.3, 0 0.5. Uh, and so the, we are going into the elegant tombstones of causality. There will be new crafted gear. Uh, and speaking of crafters, you do, if you don't like leveling yours, but you like being able to repair gear, you will now have the ability to repair other players gear or request yeah. repairs from other players, both in or out of duties. This is a 1.0 uh, feature that uh, us 1.0 players have been asking for to come back since 2.0. And so I'm thrilled to see this make a return. Thrilled. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of just making things a little bit easier to kind of push through for people. Um, those of you that use the actions pane to try to drag actions on bars, I'd love it to still kind of highlight the ones that are maybe missing from your bar in case you accidentally misplaced one, mm -hmm. just so you know it's missing. But there is now going to be a second layout for that screen, an optional layout that will help you show the abilities, not just in the order you unlock them, but instead in the order they are used in combo sequences mm -hmm. so you can better understand your rotation. Um, keep in mind that with this, we also have a bunch of just other quality of life things, such as your glamour dresser, uh, has doubled with the launch of this patch. So we are going from 400 to 800 slots. It should be said, please don't put everything in there. I know you guys are already going to ask for more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it is, that's that's big. That's and, big. And they're also uh, working on their preparations for the 7.0 graphical update. Um, so they're talking about some of the things by adding in dynamic resolution functions currently in beta. Uh, adjustments to the resolution of 3D graphics according to the current GPU burden. And this is going to be an editable setting. 
Um, so I think over the course, as we get closer and closer to 7.0, we're going to see more and more of these systems uh, brought in. Um, they, you know, we're, we're speculating on, he's talking about bringing in also some of the, the features that have been on popular add-ons. And so he didn't clarify that, but he was, there has been some posts and discussions, so we didn't actually get any of that. I know we were asked about it during the live letter. Um, and I was just wanting to clarify on that right now. Um, go ahead. Job adjustments. Um, keep in mind that we don't get big job adjustment news in part one and part two of the live letters much anymore because all it caused was people molding over it and um, we just couldn't couldn't keep it under control. So it only ever damaged or kept the same people's view of the patch. And so they've largely pushed a lot of that to the patch notes when the patch goes live. There will be no major overhauls, but there will be minor adjustments to several jobs. This time they didn't even give examples of which jobs. Uh, in, as they have in the past, but their goal is to better moving forward, show the intentions behind the job adjustments so that it'll make it, the decisions clearer and easier to follow. These will be released both on the patch notes and on the guides. The patch notes will link to the job guides uh, so that better people can better go track all of that. Yeah. It's also time to adjust crit and direct hit because it felt weird that if you got a guaranteed crit, that any like crit on your gear didn't, didn't help you. Um, and so now actions that guarantee crit uh will add that damage and so they're going to go kind of above and beyond so i know as a warrior main um i'm super stoked to see the world's largest fell cleaves uh, so <laughs> yeah let's, I, let's do this i think that's that's some really good information that's, that's coming along the lines and so yeah like i feel really good about that like i was kind of worried like like what are they going to do like but everything they stated there like had me positively excited as opposed to like Oh, how's this going to work? Right. And the fact is, it feels like it's actually going to be taking advantage um, more of how you choose to kind of spec out your warrior um, in terms of that. Oh, I already clicked on that. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Rival Wings is coming back. Yes. Uh, that's what Hidden Gorge is. Uh, and then it is time for Series 2 to begin. This is not just Seasons. It will also be Season 3. Um, seasons are a little bit quicker series of the big rewards. So if you, if you haven't gotten your gear, go ahead and grind that up. It, it will be claimable until the end of that series. And they said that those little like tombstones would be able to buy it during that as well. So it's not the end of the world if you don't make it to 25, but if like me, you're on like 21, mm -hmm. I should really just buckle down and get those last four levels before that. Yeah. Uh, if you, you haven't quite finished it. And then there will be quite a few adjustments with crystalline conflict as we go into season three. So before you couldn't derank. And now, uh, as a part of Platinum Diamond Crystal, uh, you can. Now, it will log your highest level achieved in terms of your rewards. So this, they believe, is going to add in more competition, uh, keeping people kind of playing and, and jumping in and trying to like go ever higher uh, and play their best. Because I think they're seeing people kind of reach a point where, like, I got it. And then they just kind of, they might still queue in but they're not like actively competing because it doesn't affect them win or lose. Um, so this is going to essentially say that platinum diamond crystal, uh, that's going to have that, that loop there. There is no auto D leveling. So one of the things that uh, I'm asking and I'm just generally curious about is that, well, like what keeps you queuing in, especially if you do not want the risk of D leveling. Well, part of that is that your, your highest level reward is whatever you achieve. So if you did get to crystal, whatever, that's what your technical reward level is. But then the question ends up being like, do you, are you like, we'll have to wait and see how that fully impacts the community. So feel free to obviously let us know your thoughts because I'd love to hear them. And we can discuss that later in the, in the show. When you derank, you're just going to go down to the top of the rank below it. So you're not like going down to the bottom of it and having to earn. You're just going down to literally one star off. So if you think of those as a more like 
cohesive spectrum there. Yeah. Um, and because of this, I mean, obviously with the next season, we're going to go ahead and start everybody at bronze three. So you're going to start all the way down at the bottom. Uh, and then people will work up, I assume, very, very quickly. Final rankings will be determined by your highest tier, as Brian said. And mm -hmm. so you don't have to worry about not getting something um, because you drop down. Uh, the, the withdrawal mid-duty or after matching uh, is going to be given stricter penalties now. So, like, in general, they're just trying to make this a better experience. Um, the, the They want people to engage with this. So I hope that people can, can feel that this is an improvement. In addition to this, I hope there's a lot of changes to the actions and stuff to make it make sure that the jobs always feel really fresh in there. Uh, the new enhanced matchmaking will allow it for it to make better dynamic adjustments. So hopefully you're also getting better matching. That's always, mm -hmm. always like ranks in games. Even if I'm ranked like bronze or my brother's always jokingly call it wood league when we're down at the bottom below bronze, mm -hmm. um, like that's fine. Then just put me against the other wood league players. Uh, I, I've always appreciated that. I don't want to be against random diamond players. Just if I'm bad, just tell me I'm bad and let's move on. Let me play with other bad people. Uh, <laughs> and I am bad. So you will be eligible to receive portrait elements, achievements, and titles for all tiers up to and including the highest tier attained during a season. Uh, so let's get into seeing some in-game footage here. Well, in terms right. of the PvP, because we're still talking about uh, miscellaneous updates, rare materials are added to the ethereal reductions for miners, botanists, and the gear for crafted. Uh, and then, in a different order than mine. I don't know. I'm going just on the, the same list. All right, there we go. So um, if you guys wanted to know what Carbuncle might have looked like if Pandemonium wasn't didn't find them to be too scary, uh, you could now see a image of uh, what the what they envisioned Carbuncle might have been, uh, which is, I think, so funny. Uh, so funny to see that. And so they're kind of uh, willing to reveal that. Uh, if you guys are just listening to the audio version, note that it's a massively monstrous and scary beast. But yet you can still see some of the things that, you know, kind of make you think of Carbuncle. So I think it's going to be really cool to see how that how that plays out in the long run. And uh, then he kind of shows off, obviously, the ring. And if you touch the like the barrier and stuff like that, you you will die. And they show off some mechanics. And that's when there's we diagonal kinda... lines on the floor. There's diagonal mechanics. Um... So it, it, you start to see, okay, like, I mean, that's one of the things I really appreciate about Savage is as you get to know it, you start to realize, like, the fight is trying to give you the information. They want you to succeed. They're just not going to give it to you. Yeah. Uh, and chat obviously was very much like, can summoners get this one? Can, can we get that as a, our Carby summon, please? Um, I still would love to see Carby with a, like, a little auto attack, but we'll see. Then they start going into the gear, and we believe this to be the crafted gear. And there's some really like gear. there's some really cool gear that's coming up here in a minute that I'm, I'm very excited about. The Yoshi P did go and confirm that was a part of the raid gear, um, but we're what? But based off of what you'll see when when I get to it, and I'll just go and jump down because uh, all these images are on the uh, never seen Discord. savage raid gear like this. Um, never seen it like this with the visual effect in this case, the flame sword, and it looks like the fire's coming out of the ears and the shields on fire itself. Uh, with the chains and then the dark knight having kind of that void like almost this like void ends presence uh and and, I, and for me when he said that it's tied to the raid like in my mind that this clearly is this like the savage version of it like the normal version oh and then you do the savage and all of a sudden you're walking around with a samurai sword that's on fire like holy freaking crap uh, i think that's going to be pretty freaking epic and uh that's going to be some real you know what uh what i've heard uh, you know like uh 
uh, like Limburg Radio talk about gear lust. Like, I think that's yeah. going to be like, okay, like that's, we're doing this, right? We're, we're sticking with this. <laughs> so uh, I think that's going to make a lot of people, if that is indeed where it comes from, um, that's going to make people want to gear up more than just their main character. And, and yeah. one of the frustrating parts of that is just how many pieces you could acquire per week. So on that note, the Abyssos uh, exchange rate only for Abyssos um, is going to reduce the amount of uh, mythos required for the equipped gear for your, your head, hands, and feet are going from six to four um, for the number of copies. So that's that's really exciting. I think that'll that'll help people push through that a little bit faster. Brian and I don't typically do a lot of Savage, but um, you know, it's seeming like more and more like they're just making the whole thing a little bit easier. Now it's just about the content. They're letting the content kind of stand for its own, and I appreciate that. So we talked about the Omicrons earlier, mm -hmm. um, just a little bit. Obviously, you guys will recognize where this is. This zone is now going to kind of grow and change as you unlock more. Um, this is going to be your gathering area as we um, kind of take that on. I think that, that brings up some very interesting lore questions about why we're doing this. There's the mount that Brian mentioned with the space jellyfish. Mm -hmm. uh, a little different than kind of the way the level checker works. Uh, and this is 6.25. So when people start to start segmenting the content, Omnicrons are going to be patched 6.25. Uh, right. And they were very clear in that. So it ends up being... I think very important, but yeah, that space jellyfish is really interesting. And then they went ahead and take their break. So essentially they've kind of just detailed the content on paper. And now what we're going to do is transition into the actual in-game footage of showing off these systems. So again, that is, I think, I feel like this is like a really big chunk of content, especially as we start to get into the criterion and they get to show that off here for us as well. So at this point, like you've kind of had the summary. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Now we're going to start talking about the actual systems and the details and our thoughts on these systems, starting with Island Sanctuary. So if you're fresh off the boat, if you're watching this as a highlight, uh, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We love talking MMORPGs and welcome to the podcast and or channel. Let's talk about Island Sanctuary and how they tease this as a start. Looking at a Mandagora, uh, blue skies, beautiful Chris. What do you think about Island Sanctuary? So the first thing they're going to do is they're going to start us off in this area. We're not going to unlock for a long time, and they are going to leap off the ledge. And they're going to glide down on their little mount here. Um, it is an absolutely massive area. Absolutely massive. You will start your adventures down on a beach. Someone is going to bring you there. We don't know who. And they will say that starting from today, this is your island. Uh, so I don't know whose island it was before that, but it is now yours. And you will go through a tutorial. Uh, they said that, that they thought that would take most people about like two or two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, so that's plenty to do in addition to MSQ, in addition to the new raids, all with the 0.2 content. Uh, 0.25, of course, being massive. So enjoy this. Take your time. It is not meant to be tied to gear progression or anything. This is meant to be chill, chill, chill content. There's no fights on the island. The island, uh, you, have to, you have to finish the 6.0 story. That is like the main requirement so you're not going to just join final fantasy and then go play on the island we'll see if that ever changes uh but no battle content on this at all uh everything's fully independent so no housing items come into this it's like its own system and people can visit which is ends up being kind of some of the top uh top questions uh that we've seen so far it's you move around faster on a mount um looked like uh sprint had a five second recast in like a 15 second duration 
so it should feel stress free. You should just be moving around and just enjoying yourself. You've got a little guide here, a little mammoth. And basically, as you go through this tutorial, it's going to teach you about the different things you get to do. Um, the first thing you're going to need to do is you're going to need to gather. Uh, this is not tied to gathering out in the world. Many items you gather will be put into a pouch unique for this content. So it's not mm -hmm. going to clutter your inventory. Uh, and there are buttons that you can't press right there when they went over that. And you're going to gather all these different items out here. So they're going through that different gathering. And um, you're going to notice that they, they ran by some monkeys. We're going to deal with that in a minute. Yeah. And once you've once you've gathered a little bit, you're going to you're going to head back to your base and you're going to make a tool. Um, once again, not tied to crafters or gatherers here. And as we pick up enough things, eventually you're going to be able to start building things. So they they build this little they have this little plot here, and they're eventually going to be able to build a little hut on it. Uh, they showed that hut off. We saw it in some screenshots and in some trailer footage uh, previously. You're going to be able to build that hut, and it'll kind of explain things to you as you go. It's, it's meant to just be something you take at your own pace. Yeah, and you level up this island rank. Uh, so that as you do these things, as you're leveling up and clearing spaces and making buildings, um, you're you're kind of ranking yourself up, um, which gives off various rewards for uh, the island itself. And like honestly, like it just sounds like a like a really interesting piece of cozy content. Um, but at the same time, I was still even seeing people in chat talking about how like oh they thought it might have been something different or you know and that i mean there's just nothing you can really do like expectations are going to be what they are i you know i hope people check it out and i'm really going to be curious to see how they how they think what they think about it because it is something so very different to the overall experience uh and they said there's obviously unique gear you can get a shovel for those of you who want to uh, look at that roth wearing that hat wearing that hat roth hat very uh very snow-esque from final Nothing fantasy 13 Nothing's gender locked here at all. Um, and then just goes into actually like uh, capturing animals, capturing monkeys, breeding or having, a, you know, it, the, you turn them into the feeder and having them make more for you as well. Uh, planting and harvesting crops. Um, this is just something that like they spent a lot of time on it. Was there anything that we have not covered in terms of the uh, the experience so far? I think lore wise, I'm going to run into some interesting ethical dilemmas, just like I did with Chocobo breeding. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's some weird descriptions in they talk when they talk about harvesting, you know, just go capture that animal and it's yours and then uh, making it making more animals so that you can like harvest from them. And I don't know what you harvest from a monkey. Uh, <laughs> so I think there's some weird stuff there, but you're going to be and you're going to be basically developing this island. So you're going to be chopping down these trees and getting more plots and uh making more stuff making you making can nickname you can so nickname the monkeys you can give them names you can um it, it really feels like a massively uh, fledged out system so like overall so 40 of your minions roaming around so yeah. those of you that don't have enough minions by the way just as a shout out come stop by stream this week um, this upcoming week uh we're going to be doing some some an event an event is going related. down minion related so just be be aware lock it in hopefully we'll see you over on the twitch um anyway island sanctuary activities basically is gather plant care for the animals uh you can landscape you can build facilities and you can sell handicrafts and ultimately you can release minions earn rewards and explore the wilds that's essentially kind of the uh the deck pitch for island sanctuary and personally speaking i think what they showed off looks beautiful i don't know where it's going to fall in my 
in my worldview, right? Like in terms of like, I don't, it, it could be content. There's content in 14 that surprises me in a, in a, in a way that I'm like, oh, I really enjoy this. And I was, that's like, I wasn't expecting to. So I don't know if I'm going to resonate and I'll let you guys know my thoughts on Island Sanctuary. Obviously after I go hands on with it, um, but right now I'm going to tell you, like, it just doesn't seem like something that's up my alley, but it's never been anything like that. I was like, oh, that's the thing that I've been waiting for. Not saying you have to like it or you have to agree with me on that by all, by all means. If this is your content. That's great. Um, I hope that I'm surprised by it. But overall, like I was like, OK, yeah, I'm definitely going to jump into it, but I don't feel like it's going to be the reason why I stay subbed. Right. Like and that's kind of how I view it. What do you think, Chris? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, on that on that end from like the highest hardest content dsu being the hardest fight they've ever added to the game all the mm -hmm. way down to we really just want you to feel relaxed in here i appreciate the amount of a spectrum i don't always want to be doing i don't always want to be locked in at one of those difficulty levels mm -hmm. so i love the ability to jump around so um i'm excited about the fact that they it seems like they want to draw us into doing savage while it's relatively new and then they seem to want to draw us into doing whatever the opposite of savage is um <laughs> so i, I like baby that. yeah exactly yeah, I'm always um, for more content, more player choice. Uh, all right. Always. So let's talk about Variant Dungeon. This is one yeah. part of three out of what was originally said, Criterion Dungeons. This is your Guild Wars 2 Fractal or uh, World of Warcraft Mythic Plus style system. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got three difficulties here. And so the first difficulty we're going to go over is called Variant. Uh, variant Dungeons are casual play for anywhere between one and four players. Um, you can you match in so you, you you match right in uh and when you match in with those other players it seems like you're going to be in four person parties no role restrictions job changes permitted uh and the enemy's strength will be determined by party size the route of progression is going to change based on player choices they'll show us some gameplay about that in a bit um the first variant dungeon is going to be the sylvine subterrain this is going to launch in patch 6.25 it does seem like we're going to get an additional variant dungeon possibly in 6.4 and 6.5 mm -hmm. based on the february roadmap when they went over this uh, and we'll be exploring the depths alongside a certain someone this is an old slide they're about to tell us who the someone is uh and the experience for your story will change based on the paths you choose so you'll need to play through multiple times uh to get all the choices so it feels very much like the Mario Party, like choose your the little rafting one. You yeah, know. I'm highlighting um, the image for those of you in the audio version where basically you have 12 different possible endings um, to, to, to explore and discover. Um, and so I think that's that's absolutely thrilling. And then in terms of like the skills and how you can take uh, you get a, two additional skills. They have five skills and they qualify whether you can take it as a tank healer or DPS. So the role piece still comes in. You can change jobs. You can do all this stuff. And then you get these two additional skills to kind of help round it out because you can go in with variant anywhere from one to four players. So you don't have to you don't have to go in with with four. You want to go and try and solo this stuff. Let me know. I'm excited to watch that. Freaking sure. <laughs> now, these abilities are all called variant as the first word in their in their name. So you've got a variant heal, yeah. a variant provoke, a variant uh, resurrection. Yeah. Uh, a variant damage ability and then a variant rampart um, being the tank uh, protection there. It um, makes, and they're called a, Variant, which they, is different than Criterion. Or different than Red Mage's Variant, you know. <laughs> but the uh, the coder in me is VAR. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, it's just a VAR. Like, uh, we'll determine what it is later. Variable Variant in that regard. So, uh, we will be questing with Nanamo. So, that's what we'll be doing. And 
uh, as we go around there, you'll see different story fragments. And they showed us an initial cutscene of this. It looks absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to go in as two people. You could go in as a full party. You could go in alone. Uh, lots of options. Feels very much like a deep dungeon type experience. You could go in for random people. You can go in by yourself, whatever you want to do. Uh, if you have more than one player, the amount of players standing on a tile when you get to choose your path will determine. We don't know how they handle tie breaks and right. what happens if you don't want it. And Nanamo is going to suggest a direction. She'll change it up from time to time. Um, but you don't have to go that direction. Uh, and she's going to be talking to you. She's going to be talking a lot. So this is very much like a trust experience. So he goes through this with Nanamo and uh, gets hit a little bit so he can experience the thrill and he doesn't open any of the loot boxes. So we don't know what the loot coming from here is gonna be. He saved that as a surprise. Uh, and eventually you will get to a boss. One of the routes is only gonna have two bosses uh, and you, as opposed, so it's not like a dungeon. So each mm -hmm. route will just have two bosses. Uh, and so it seems like 12. So there's like, I guess, I don't know how they're doing that. It looks like we've got a lot of choices. So it looks like there was like 12 outcomes altogether. Mm -hmm. um, two and bosses per attempt on the bosses is that they're not all going to be purely unique uh, you might see reskins or you might see just like the same model but it could change the mechanics depending on the, the route that you take so I think that's really interesting because that's going to add that variety I, I, I don't need them to make like new a boss for each whatever you know pathway because I think that ultimately then kind of says hey okay like this is the way I want to go I'll never some people might not ever see a boss obviously you can go in solo um, but I think that's going to be, um, yeah, I was like, I was like, well, oh, it makes sense. You know, oh, new mechanics, different mechanics. That's exactly, I think what, what people will end up defaulting into anyway. And they kind of show off the boss and the mechanics itself. And then they show off this really cool looking mount, which I think we're calling kind of space hamster or something of that nature. Like, a yeah, nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, and the tail makes it fly. This is a boss. This is from the trailer as well. Um, but I think this is, I don't know if this is a boss is a part of criterion only, or if, we just didn't obviously see it as a part of the variant path that he took uh, in this regards. Um, so, go ahead. Second part, Criterion. So now we've moved beyond variant, we've moved into Criterion. This is four player content and we'll be back to the traditional one tank, one healer, two DPS. Um, visually, for matchmaking. Right, Vigia for similar. matchmaking, that's where the roles come in. You can form a pre-made and go in all tanks or, you know, like that. So if you got a pre-made, you do however you want. But if you're matchmaking, it will do the tank healer DPS. So um, this is going to be the Sildene subterrain. Uh, it's actually called another Sildene subterrain. So it's, it's not quite the same. Yeah. It's, it's a different. Somehow further Hildebrand. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to allow us to have, if you go in with less than four people, you'll be supplemented via matchmaking. Normal method of resurrections are prohibited, so no need for a red mage or anything like that, um, feeling like that. But each player will be granted a limited use of variant raise two. This is different than that, and all other variant actions not available here. Every time, if you guys wipe, the, the enemies will stay dead, and you'll push through this. Now, we go into the third difficulty, Criterion Dungeon Savage. Uh, this is another Sildene Subterrain Savage. And you will go in only preformed, and we will not even have the base resurrection. If you die, all the enemies come back, and if you take too long, the enemies start getting stronger. Uh, so this will all be located in a new dungeon finder screen called the Special Dungeon Finder. Uh, and remember, you can only enter Savage as a preformed party. 
So on this note, though, when it comes to the difficulty in terms of scale, they are thinking, and at least they communicated that this would be designed and really good to take in your Savage gear from the current Savage, the new one, uh, you know, the, the 5.2 one, Abyssos, into this content. So it's like, hey, you've done Savage. Hey, why don't you try another version of Savage that's a little bit different? So that's kind of, it seems like that's how they're scaling it, which in the long term might make this stuff easier down the road. But in the short term, like this seems like, oh, cool. This gives you more options to do this kind of content if you're looking for challenging content as well. Um, they did say you cannot ignore the bosses. You have to be all of them to get the boss to appear. So I know that the way like the fractal and the mythic plus system handle trash yeah. um, kind of varies. Uh, so you'll need to, but the trash, you'll need to think about what order you pull things in because certain overlapping mechanics might wipe you. Uh, he of course just went in as God mode. So we didn't get to see any of that and he just kind of wrecked things, but he expects this to be a lot stronger. He does think the boss fights will be shorter than eight man fights. So that they'll be fast paced and really, really fun. Yeah. This looks like a lot of, lot of fun content. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in terms of like, you can actually re-earn your rays. Um, that's, that's going to happen after you defeat all the enemies that are like, you know, spawned, et cetera. So it's like, okay. Like we use that and it made me kind of think back to some of the harder stuff in destiny where it's like, okay, you get one. And then if you use it, then you got to try again uh, after that. Um, it looks like the race came back. So we don't know what triggers that, but it looked like yeah. kind of palm anders maybe. Um, now these are the housing items that were submitted. So you got some portraits you can hang on the wall. You got a straw bed you can put in, you got a tent you can, you can pitch. Uh, and then this brings us to QVC hour. Yeah. <laughs> the QVC hour, uh, or is the symphony, uh, concerts coming back to Japan. I think the dates, yeah, the dates are going to be December the 17th and 18th. They are not having, or do not have plans to currently live stream this. Um, so it's going to seem like it's going to be Japan only. And, uh, yeah, you can get an Elpis flower, you know, by going to the event, which, um, man, if they get the, if they bring this worldwide, like I really hope they come to, to Fort Worth or something. Cause hell yeah, I'll go, I'll go down. I'll go down to Fort Worth get myself an Elvis flower, you know, uh, they show that off and spend some time with that, uh, further announcements, the, uh, the pat they're heading to PAX Australia, October 7th and uh, to 9th. We also know of other events that are happening October. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, they will be doing a 14 hour live stream. They'll be doing it on October 8th. So it does seem like that's targeting PAX. Um, you do have to wonder if we would get a, a live letter tied to that because October 8th yeah. is 11 days out or is, um, is 10 days out from October 18th. Yeah. So it's Which, the right time frame for that second live letter to take place if they choose to do one there. Mm -hmm. um, if it is October 18th, it could be later. Yeah. Uh, now they're doing a Mog Shoot Farm live stream. Uh, so they've got some some big long live streams starting uh, Monday and going through Friday. Uh, we'll also be doing some, mm -hmm. some Final Fantasy related events this week as well. Yep. So we'll, I look forward to seeing what this is. Um, they're collaborating with a farm in London called Mudshoot. So kind of neat. Love it. Love it. Uh, they're going to do a live patch note reading for patch uh, 6.2. That's, uh, August 22nd, 11 PM PDT. Uh, so if you guys want to listen to them, go over the patch notes, there you have that option. And Chris already confirmed, uh, the 14 hour broadcast is coming back and that looks like that's coming back for, uh, October. Um, which essentially kind of seems to line up exactly. And what they've done in the in the past live, you know, 14 hours, 
they filled it with content. One of them happens to be a live letter because that can end up taking about, you know, two hours of the 14, but uh, we've seen things different. Then they decided to break the internet by releasing this Paladin jacket. And I think the site actually now is, is functioning and working, um, but people are rushing out to try and pre-order it. And you can see it here on the screen, uh, just absolutely gorgeous. So, so I was like, that's might be something that, I, that gets me to open up. Julie got me the, uh, the buster sword that we actually got mounted on the wall. So it just like, I don't, wouldn't mind the, the jacket to the wall. I'd wear it, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, what else they got for us, Chris? Uh, these only came in Japanese only when they were in physical, but now they're available in Japanese only in digital. Uh, so I'd love for these to be offered in other languages, but these are the three volumes of the unending journey. Uh, and then they're now going into 50% off the online complete edition. So we're now selling discounted stuff. Remember, Steam as a platform, anytime they do game codes or anything like that, they're discounted. Sometimes those are a little bit separate so they can better align with like Steam sales and all that. Yeah. Um, but the other platforms all tend to stick together as a big group. Uh, and while shouting out things that are on the Lodestone, the Starter Guide video series is out. So they are starting to help with that new player experience, which is, you know, in my opinion, one of the bigger pain points in Final Fantasy. Like, we love being here caught up, but uh, to get here is a big ask of new players. Yeah. If you'd like to be part of the team, they are hiring game designers. Uh, so everything from scenario to live system, live system being like um, the uh, Island Sanctuary, scenario being things like story or MSQ, game content being like dungeons and boss fights. Uh, and they are also looking for Japanese to English and Japanese to German translators. So if any of you have mastery of those two languages and want to be involved, uh, they are looking for that. And there are some announcements on the Lodestone still dealing with like uh, season rewards for Crystalline Conflict and the upcoming expansion of the NA data center. Remember, Which got delayed. Up yeah. Updates to the data center is an ongoing thing. Um, just like the update, graphics updates, That's that was all part of that 10 year plan they revealed back in February. So that is it, guys. That is the live letter in not, not so many words. Um, <laughs> it was about three and a half hours long, I think, total. Yeah. Uh, nice and nice and con concise. I mean, they really only run longer than that when English is supported. Yeah. They, they the last one too was really uh, was really condensed and fantastic. I think for me, when I look at this live letter. The big takeaways are like, I was really happy to see Island Sanctuary. I'm glad that people don't have to wait much longer for it. I'm very curious to see what the internet's total reaction to it here in the coming weeks. I think anybody that would be in the, in the rating mindset and the savage mindset, um, actually is getting more content than they have in the past where you go from, you get the savage raid. It's alongside cozy, you know, I, you know, Island Sanctuary. So there's kind of like, if you if you're not big into the savage raid scene you got this option as well so it feels like it's addressing like a, a wider you know range of uh, content and then if you're like well why don't we get harder things and, and more raids rather than this island sanctuary well good news uh we actually have that in this patch too you know and then after a couple of weeks uh you know like sometime in october boom now you're into the savage dungeon so it does feel like I would say that 6.2 for me feels like an incredible meaty offering for both casual and hardcore players to where that if somebody, if I hear somebody not memeing, not doing this just because they hear me say this now, but legitimately feeling like they're being screwed out of content with their sub with 6.2 and 6.25, I'm, I'm just not going to understand where they're coming from. I'm going to feel like that person's on another planet, you know, from another planet and be like, 
what do you mean? Like, you like, oh, if you don't like the savage version, you know, the dungeon, guess what? There's the variant version and you can, you could set your own difficulty in variant. You want to solo it versus you want to duo it versus, you know, like you get to define that level of difficulty and challenge for yourself. And they also have this other cool thing too. If you're looking for more of that challenge right after the challenge that you've just completed while you wait for the next ultimate, which is apparently coming pretty soon too. Like, I just, I just feel like we're just getting a lot of content, which is exciting for me personally. I think Criterion's the thing I'm most excited about over the next four months. Um, I think that there's a lot of things to do along the way. I want to engage with a little bit of everything. Uh, and so I feel like, you know, I've, I've done a lot of the base 6.0 stuff. Not all of it. I've done a lot of the 6.1 stuff, not all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and this just says like, Hey, you don't have to consume everything in this game. You can get to all the parts of the game that you like. And uh, and once you get to the parts you like, there's probably more on the way. So I, I think it's it's nice that they're letting you, you don't have to eat the whole buffet to be satisfied. You can go through and just pick all your favorite dishes and there's enough meat on the bone there. Uh, so with that, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped. This is great. This is a really good amount of information. So we'd love to know what you guys are thinking. Uh, Chris, are you planning on streaming after this, or are you? Just I gotta do another summary after this, and then uh, and then I'm gonna call it a day. I had a lot. I completed Heaven's Word for my first time this week, so mm -hmm. I've done a lot this week. Uh, and then Brian is doing. You're doing a charity stream, yeah. a New World Fishing Tournament tonight. Yeah. Um, any upcoming kind of bonus streams, such as uh, the fact that we just crossed our subscriber goal, um, are all brought to you by something. So they're either brought to you by uh, you guys hitting a goal that just blows me away or um, direct sponsors. So we're doing a lot of bonus streams lately. Mm -hmm. um, and that's letting me get to content that I don't get to in all the kind of more scheduled stuff Monday through Thursday when I'm doing, I'm being a little bit more organized. So we have kind of goals each stream to work through. And that's been really great. Yeah. My thought is, is because I have a couple single player games that I haven't started and or that i do want to like finish and so like if you guys are helping you know with that support um that's something i can take to julie and she can approve me to do some additional like uh you know live streams of that so my thought is is that uh, now that we've hit our goal so chris is going to do a thank you stream i'm going to open up a poll and let you guys pick whether i jump into final fantasy 7r uh finish elden ring jump into you know spider-man or something like that um, you know, as kind of like my additional bonus streams, which won't be as long at, you know, like typically it's like, okay, we'll, we'll jump in on that. So, um, thank you guys so much for that support. We really can't, you know, do this much content without what you guys, uh, you know, support us. Cause that's, that's why you get more, you know, so more support gets more content. Um, and so it's be, thank you guys for that. So, uh, kind of be thinking about it. I'll put out a poll, um, in terms of like what you guys want. And then we can kind of try to find that, that time that works. It's, you know, it's going to be something where it's like, this is because of that support. Um, and we'll, and we'll try to hopefully maybe I'll actually start finishing some single player games. Um, who knows, <laughs> who knows? Um, all right. That's going to wrap up, uh, this, that's going to wrap up this stream. That's going to wrap up the summary. Cause Chris is going to be live over on Twitch. Uh, if you guys aren't following over there, please do. Uh, like I, he said, I'll be live at, at tonight. Uh, doing the charity stuff. Uh, and now nah, I appreciate you guys all being here uh, for work to game for uh, ginger prime for gaming. Kinda. We thank you guys so much uh, for that. And uh, we will see you next time until then. Take care. <laughs> Sorry. I was slow on the, I was slow on the until then I was, I was like, my brain, my brain's still kind of feeling like it's waking up.